welcome to Fire and Water with Pleasant. I'm a multi-passionate Jew-witchy woman in total coherence with herself, rising Kohenet, that's a Hebrew priestess, and adjunct professor. In these creations, I dive into topics of healing and wholeness, all at the intersection of intuition, intellect, and integration. These creations are within the context of a more liberated, just, and equitable world. Working with elemental healing, nervous system repair, natural rhythms, and regenerative practices, I bridge the past, present, and future, weaving in global wisdom traditions and mystical teachings, translating them for our modern lives. We orient towards physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic, and relational health, exploring death and grief as intentional living practices, ancestral reverence and healing, and we'll dive into rituals and ceremonies and practices for daily life. Let's talk about the great mystery we are living in, the sacred and mundane, the domestic and the divine. Welcome, wise ones, seekers, old souls, modern mystics. Those of us who have a deep reverence for spiritual and divine realms and who also pay bills, maybe raise kids or communities and tend relationships. We are the people who want to heal the earth and her children. Join me in this wild, weird, and wonderful world. And may these creations be of service to your head, heart, hands, and healing. Hi, everyone. Today's episode is going to be rather short and quick. I just want to share, I don't know, you know, a little bit about where do we go from here? How do we keep moving forward? There is so much going on. There is so much loss, so much pain. (laughs) And I've been in and out of this kind of like conscious state and awareness of the healing and the real discernment that is needed at this time in order to stay connected to something bigger, to something else to the divine, to higher consciousness, to our inner deepest well of power and wisdom. Like we all have it. It was listening and working with someone earlier today around this idea of liberation, this idea of responsibility that each of us has for our own practice of liberation, that I can't want it for you more than you do. And you can't want it for me more than I do, right? Like there's a responsibility in this, in the reciprocity of liberation as human beings that the process of alignment and making micro choices in action daily is our little, little. It is our deepest path forward, our truest self. And what does that mean in real life? It means choosing 
to get off the couch and go for a walk when we feel tired or overwhelmed or completely numbed out or underwhelmed for that matter and turn off the Netflix and go for a walk and feel into your divine self. Make space for those connections with inner guidance, with spirit, with ancestors, and with divinity that is right outside for most of us, the front door. And for some of us, we can find it inside. We can find it in relationship and cooking and drawing and singing and dancing. And where we go from here is really committing, like the devotional path of commitment to our own deepest rest, space, creativity, connection, what does our life look like when these are the priorities? And we're all in these different stages of life and ages and so many people in my world have made a transition to other realms in the past three, six months. I mean, one after the other, after the other, people who have been um, part of my learning and people who I've spent time listening to and learning with. And it's just feels like this deep clearing time, this purification time, this release time. And for each of us, each of our soul's journey, each of our experiences are so different. And yet if we inquire, if we ask, show me the path, show me the way, help me, guide me. There is so much magic right in front of us, right around us. And I'm finding it more and more and more with carving out the time, with always setting the intention and the candle and having my journal and paying attention and kind of like treating, you know, if my body is a temple, if my home is a temple, if my body is an altar, if I or adorn it, if I treat her with such love and care and devotion, what I'm noticing is I'm able to treat others in that way too. Even when there's tension or friction, I can still see the connection and the resonance in other divine beings and pain, honestly, like carving out grief time and sadness and pain helps me in my own life, see it in other people. And then there's just more like, I see you, you know, I think it means limiting some of the distraction in my experience. And that's all I can really speak from when I carve out the space for art and movement, when I breathe into my life as a sacred offering and I move beyond this like only physical field, only relational field and open my heart to a higher, uh, to higher possibility that this is part of the plan, it really helps. And that's where I'm going from here during this weird 
um, wild and also wonderful time. It's all of it. Um, yeah, I think that's all I want to say right now. I think less is more silence is beautiful. And today the quote, be the place that love flows through because it's good for others and it's good for you. (laughs) It was one of my teachers, Eric Schiffman used to say that all the time. I'll say it again. Be the place that love flows through because it's good for others and it's good for you. Just sit with that and see how that lands. See what it creates in you and for you. Okay, take good care.